Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Hello, hello. Oh, there you are. And welcome to Mama's Baked. How are you this lovely day? I am good. I don't hear you properly, but that's all right. I hear you a little bit. There you go. Any better? Yes. There we go. Okay. I'll try and sit still as well. I was moving. Gotcha. <sighs> the nerve. Ah, yes. Welcome <sighs> to another week. We made it. We made it through the week. I uh, got to go this past week and see a little tiny private, not private, but semi small for Michael Franti concert last night. Very cool. Intimate concert. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, I don't know, maybe 600 people Mm -hmm. Um, for the premiere of his film, Stay Human, a documentary he's made about people he's connected with in his travels that have reminded him of the humanity of us all. So, Lovely film, great music, of course, nice guy. Um, the film festival was able to arrange through some private donors to have him flown in for the screening. Um, he wasn't going to be able to make it to the screening because his wife is graduating with a master's degree in social medicine today. Mm. So he needed to be back for her graduation. So they were able to get some private sponsors together and they got him a private plane to fly him in and fly him back out after the screening so that was very cool yeah i'm a big fronty fan and then what else we uh i also oh i do um i write some content for a website here in arizona called the earl times and i got to do an article this week on legalization in canada so it was fun to do a little research on a different topic and pull it together. And so that was fun. I actually have been trying to build my uh, writing muscle. It has been dormant for quite a long time. Gotcha. Yeah. That sounds like fun. I can't wait to read your articles. I think it'll be posted. I uh, believe I heard back from him last night that it would be posted Tuesday. And it's on earltimes.com and it's called O Canada. All right. So get on there and give it a thumbs up so that I'm the hottest content creator at Earl Times. Exactly. <laughs> Share, like, all those calls to action. And, yeah, so- and while you're at it, go ahead and like us on our podcast, Mama's Bake. Share yes. with your friends and family, leave us a review, drop us some stars. You know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna add I have uh forgotten to I forgot to add my bio to this last article. My bad. That's why yeah. I need to learn. But anyways, I'm also gonna put a link to our podcast in my bio for the next article, which I am going to be writing about. It looks like the hemp industry lost a battle with the DEA. The DEA is now trying to consider CBD a um, controlled substance. Mm. So that'll be the article I'm working on this week. It'll be fun to do some research on that. I'm getting a nice system together. I That's one of the reasons we, we have been talking about off-air that I've been accepting some of these assignments for writing because it, it's not something you can just do you have to start like learning your own little systems and how you want to do your research and what works best for you to take notes and just all those little processes 
Right. That I would be under too much pressure if I had a big paycheck and a tight timeline right now for me. I think my brain would say, overwhelmed, pass. But with this more introductory style of building that writing muscle, it's worked out well so far for me. I'm feeling comfortable. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you've been busy with moving and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, moving. And then my husband um, had a his state bowling tournament this weekend down in Tucson. So oh, we yeah. took a side trip down to Tucson to sit in the bowling alley for the weekend. Were you able That's to? That's always lots of excitement. Oh, yeah. Bowling alleys. Um, <laughs> I bowl much better after a few beers and I don't drink anymore. So that tells you how much I bowl. Um, yeah. Did Were you able to visit any Tucson dispensaries? You know, we never even made it to any of the dispensaries, unfortunately. Yeah, I know it always sounds good in theory, and I think the same thing when I go to Phoenix. And then trying to get to one sometimes just doesn't work out. Just didn't make it high enough on the priority list, unfortunately. Should have had Sunday goods delivered to the bowling alley. <laughs> right? Do they deliver in Tucson? I'm not sure. I believe it's a lot closer to their grow, but I don't know if their license setup allows that yet. That's an interesting um, yeah, question. Yeah, anyways, really what happened was that uh, the day before we went, my husband stopped at one of the local dispensaries here just to pick up a little something, and um, their AC was out. Oh. Yeah, so this turned into that, turned into when both of us arrived in Tucson, our allotments were full, so... Well, there we go. Then I go shopping in Tucson. Who needs to? Who needs to? Go for you. When you have plenty around. Win, win. Exactly. So, you know, friends in high places, huh? <laughs> With Good little quotation marks around high places. <laughs> For real. Oh, I and do. Uh, oh, it's pretty God. good this stuff from there. So you know, I mean, I gotta say, yeah, they, they, they impressed us. Nice. I got so. a uh, new doodad when I was up shopping in Flagstaff. Um, uh-huh. The Pax Era. Um, oh yeah. Our friend Amy has shown hers. I I believe who we talked with was that a couple weeks ago. Um, I yeah. saw. I had seen it online, and then another friend of mine had come up for lunch in the industry, Jane, and she had also had had it, and we had talked a little bit about it. So I went to the dispensary, um, doing a little shopping before my trip, upcoming trip. I wanted to make sure I had stuff for when I got home, of course. Right. You don't want to arrive back be empty want to go shopping then yeah especially i'm coming home at like 10 o'clock at night so anyways the pax era was on the counter and i thought you know i'd buy a lot of toys to try out for reviews or to share with our patients and and our listeners and stuff to be the guinea pig but i kind of hit my allotment on on what i spend for the current period on toys. Right, right, right. (laughs) Because one only needs so many devices with which to, you know. Yes, I've heard that from I've heard that too. I mean, supposedly. I I have like 50 or so, (laughs) but I can only use one at a time, really. And you always use the same one over and over again when it comes to I really do. For at least for periods, at least for extended periods, you know, for six months or a year. I mean, you know, occasionally a different one will get pulled out for a minute, but Mostly not really. Right. Well, oh, well, I'm eyeballing the PAX era. And I asked the young lady, because usually PAX, anything PAX I have purchased in the past has run around two, 300 bucks. Just an right. average. So I asked, I'm like, oh, you have the PAX era. Do you have, they? it comes with pods like oil vape cartridges that fit on top of it and they're preloaded but they just don't look the same it basically operates like the cartridges the glass cartridges that you screw on your little electronic battery but anyways so i asked her about it and she said it was it was 70 dollars um wow not so much out of my budget 
Hey. So I decided because of its convenience. Now I did get two pods for it. I got uh, they were out of indica in everything, which was disappointing. Yeah. Um, but I got a hybrid and a sativa pod. Um. And my so only. Now though, explain. I guess I'm. So now you have to only buy these pods like from the places that carry these particular particular pods for that. For That's the only thing that right. works in it. Yes. Yeah. Um. Go to for my now favorite strain, honey bananas, which we'll talk about in a minute because that's what I'm smoking today. But I go there anyway. Plus, it's right next to a store that we have to go to Flagstaff to shop anyway. So obtaining the cartridges, and I'm not a big, really a big and I'm not a big vape fan. I'm a flower girl, so right. I use the vapes more for convenience, hotel rooms. The you know like someone someone else is driving me to a vehicle you know to a to sure. an event and i'm in the back seat of a vehicle or you know places where you can't smoke flour that's the only right. time i use the vapes so i probably right. won't yeah. need to buy new ones that often anyway my only negative review of the vape cartridges is they seem to have a flavoring agent um which i hate yeah. One, one, they don't have terpy taste. They have, this one has strawberry. There's a pro and a con for that in that the con is it tastes like fucking strawberry, which I don't like. But the pro is the exhale also has a slight strawberry scent. So you would never have any, and I, and my terpy, my terpy vapes stank. So you would never have the concern of using it if someone would smell cannabis. So for a lot of people, and a lot of people like this nasty flavor, fruit flavored oh, vapes. I, I so, love the ones that smell just like flour, but it is kind of, you're right, it's a little bit um, noticeable, shall we say. The better for the, example, in yeah, the bowling alley. Yeah, the better the vape, the stinkier. Like the shitty vapes don't stink. Right. You can't smell nothing or they just smell like some kind of like strawberries or whatever, like you said. But mm. um, yeah, but, you know, it it's not always a good thing when you're out there in the smokers crowd and somebody's looking at you like, oh, you've got the good kind of vape. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I do. And you can back off of it. Thank you very kindly. Yeah, One of those did. little um, etiquette rules of cannabis use that we have uh, that we're going to discuss later. <laughs> yes, we will be chatting about. In the later portion right. of our show. The other nice thing about the PAX era that I will say that would be a benefit to perhaps you, and maybe they will get away from using flavors, or maybe this, I'm not certain I haven't done enough research to know whether or not each license is allowed to load their own oils into the cartridges, which I would assume based on law, that would be how it would right. have to work. Basic, or whoever is holding the PAX, you know, licensing option here in the state of Arizona is filling right. them so they may be making them without the turp but the bonus for someone perhaps like you with um, children around is that the device is controlled by your phone so I have an app on my phone I waved this little stick in front of my phone the app recognized it it identified it I named it and now I can lock its use or operation from the... Oh, app. nice. So if you so leave it I somewhere, get... your medicine is safe. <laughs> Correct. Nice. It is, not, it is not safe for you to... Like, someone could still pull the cap out and sure. eat it. So it's not obviously entirely... The packaging is very um, safety conscious. And the device and the thought process is as well. So that's, a, that's my little mini review... I could maybe, if I ever look decent, do a video review. <laughs> I hate being on. I don't have any problem being on camera if someone else is recording. Right. Well. But I, I'm so not that selfie yeah, gal. Right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good at alone ramblings. Oh, so what are you smoking this morning? I was mentioning I was smoking honey bananas, which is my new favorite all time. Hybrid. Yeah, I am currently smoking amnesia which is, mm, amnesia it's haze. not a haze it's just amnesia so they say uh but yeah right. i mean i'm sure 
and you know how it is with names and such these days, but it is a Me lovely much. sativa. It feels good. Um, I like it. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. The Saudi Bananas is um, the house strain. They've been carrying it, they told me, for five uh-huh. years at Green Green Farm. Gosh, I hate to miss. Let me look on Leafly real quick while we're talking. <coughs> I get all these greens and farms and pharmacies. Well, yeah, they do have a lot of names, names very similar to one another. That's for sure. Yeah, so I want to make sure I get it right. Okay, it's Greenhouse of Flagstaff. Greenhouse of Flagstaff Honey Bananas. I hate to tell you because you're going to go buy it and I won't be there when I get there. <laughs> but it has um, a great flavor. It has um, a good taste. It always smells amazing. Um, but the hybrid part of it actually still hits my pain and the sativa part of it hits my focus nice. of that hybrid. So it's perfect for your general throughout the day, average days when you don't want to be couch locked. You're not in extraordinary pain. It's a normal day. You need to move around, do stuff. Function well. Got work to do. Or if I need to, a lot of times with sativas, I have that activity need that I need to be doing something like cleaning my closet. And this one, I don't get quite that amped. So I'm still able to sit at my desk crank out an article or some research and yeah yeah so shall we take a break and then get back to our topic let's do it so uh, just as our little teaser we're going to talk today about pet peeves the rules of cannabis etiquette of cannabis you know what things to do and not do um you know as always we know that our audience is mostly newcomers and uh that's cool. But the truth is, even as an old timer myself, uh, going through some of these, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I should do that. <laughs> so, right. Probably something new Plus, for yeah, we talk about we smoke alone so often we forget how to be social exactly. smokers because we've done it. Exactly. Closet. Everybody's been. I'm not hiding, sharing with nobody. So. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know, one. huh? Always share. But the truth is, I am that one that always shows up with some on me. At every party, everybody knows Bridget's got some. And if it's appropriate, she'll whip it out for us. (laughs) All right. See you in a second after our commercial break. So cannabis and etiquette. Pet peeves. What to do, what not to do. How to behave. How to act right. Oh, how not to be not invited again. How to get reinvited to a cannabis event. Right. Or conversely, how not to ever get invited again. There we go. (laughs) I think of all the things over the years prior to legalization. You know, like we talked about before the break, we've all smoked alone for so long because we've kept cannabis use um private yeah goodness did you hear all that or was it just a moment of quiet it was just silence for me so I well that's know. good i forgot to put my phone on do not disturb and a call came through gotcha <laughs> um so we were all um unaware of any etiquette at all But we still had a little bit of etiquette or opportunity to share on occasion in the bushes behind somebody's party or, you know, there was a couple of things invented during that era. But now socialized um, events that include cannabis are are popping up more and more, not just here in Arizona. I, I can imagine in the recreational arenas, there's even more of, um, social settings oh yeah we decided we would give y'all a little uh tiny little cheat sheet not all the rules of course we'd love to hear if you have other ones we could include it in another uh episode but just some of the real basics on how to be polite 
and what to do if you find yourself getting past the joint or the bong or just show up at a party with that lovely perfume in the air and wonder how to behave. Yeah, so let's, um, why don't you start out with like, what's your biggest, you know, pet peeve or, you know, the biggest one you want people to know? Oh, I just, you know, I'm more of a common sense. I'm pretty laid back. I'm not a person that's going to probably call anybody out on anything or um, I think just for me, it's just regularly just keep your common sense manners in mind. Right. Um, I guess my probably my biggest pet peeve besides people calling strain strand is <laughs> um, Bogart Bogarts people that forget that they're in a social situation with a joint and they're telling a story and you're watching either the joint burn out because it tastes like shit if you have to relight it right. and they're you know the joints somehow stopped in their hand and the story goes on and on and you're really have lost any concept of what they're talking about at that point right because you're, you're like, just uh, watching pass pass oh, yeah <laughs> that third p in the ppp puff right. puff pass rule so that's where i think we should start puff puff pass what does it mean yes it means what it says yes you can hit it two times and then get it out of your damn hand pass it quickly Move on. Then go on with your conversation. Your conversation should stop during your puff, puff, pass moment. Then the, after the passing happens, then your conversation can resume. Amen. And it rotates in a clockwise direction, correct? I yes. Yes. What clockwise, I- also known as to the left, to the left. To the left. To the, isn't that a song? It is. A Beyonce song even? Queen B? I mean, for the Lord's sake, you should be able to remember to the left, to the left. That's right. To the left. To it's the left. a bunch of songs, actually. Puff, puff, pass. Say what? Puff, puff. I said I'm pretty sure to the left is in actually multiple songs. There's a, like There's a dance song. So yeah, to the left, damn it. And pass <coughs> it. Yeah, pass it. And say you're in a social circle... And it's passed you twice. And you're stoned. Just take it and politely pass it. Nobody needs to hear your story. Nobody needs to hear about why you're passing it. Nobody needs an explanation. People will forget the story they're telling while you're telling us why you, that you're stoned. That's fine. Nobody really cares. Nobody Just cares. pass it without the puff puff. Just real yeah. simple. Requires yeah. no story. No just pass it and yeah. nobody I, I guarantee you 90% of the people in that circle a give no shits whether or not you take a puff or not and b are just happy that you didn't take a puff because maybe it'll get back to them and they'll still get another hit off it a little faster <laughs> yeah. so that's the puff puff pass yeah that's probably one of my um biggest issues again i'm you know usually so happy that I'm with friends smoking pot that I'm not picking picking battles right but I do know like in the situations where I've been a newbie right so thinking about the people that maybe are listening to us where I didn't know anybody or maybe I just didn't know if or whether or not anybody smoked marijuana and whether that was okay or not you know whatever new environments new situations like you said, you smell the sweet aroma of flower. Now what? Right. Mm-hmm. So even like starting with like trying to get in on the circle, so to speak, and things like that, right? Like I'm always a very generous uh, sharer of cannabis because I believe in its good healing powers. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I'm like that person that always shows up with some, right? But I, my biggest pet peeve is those people who show up all the time with nothing, right? Yeah. Like they don't invite you to their house to smoke ever. They come to your house. They always join in on smoking. And they know that you're going to smoke with them when you get there, when they get there. Because, you know, that's what you do. And they know they're going to get to join in every time. It's like but they never, ever, ever show up with anything, you know? It's like, you know, you could at least, like, 
drop some money on a table or something. Like, I mean, this is kind of expensive. Like, I'm happy to share, but I mean, there yeah. should be limits. You know what I'm saying? Like, be yeah. generous. Don't be stingy and showing up and smoking all my medicine all the time. I had a I had, I had an acquaintance that that was exactly that person as well, and uh, I just basically quit offering to smoke when they arrived because right? I knew like, that's oh, the no. only reason. They're coming over? Okay, quick. Smoke before. They can smell this sweet flower and not have any. Sorry, we just finished. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just smoked a bowl. I'm good. Hi, I want some tea. (laughs) But yeah, and then uh, they caught on. Eventually caught on. But there's also the people that you only hear from when they're looking to smoke. Right. You know, goes along those same lines. Exactly. Exactly. So, so some of the other things that people brought up. Joining was a great point. Yes, yeah, the circle that I uh, I would recommend that if you go to a party and you're new um, and you don't really know the people, but you you know you see a couple of groups maybe that there's a joint going around, and it's an obvious you know you already know for a fact that it's you know an okay situation for that to be occurring. So there's none of that stress part right. involved. Um, I would just recommend walking up to the edge of the circle and saying hi to the person standing next to you and watch how fast you're immediately included. You don't have to even say anything. Someone's talking or someone may say, hi, how are you? I, I, I can, as an example, I will bring up Earl Cup, which we were all at together in January. And on numerous occasions, I had yeah, as you know, and maybe our listeners don't, I am not um, good with sunshine. <laughs> I need to right. stay in the shade. I'm a tad bit of a vampire. And um, so multiple occasions, while you and Amy may have been venturing about the booths, I was seeking shade respite. And total strangers would end up congregating around the bench that I happened to be sitting on. And within minutes, a joint was being passed. None of us knew each other. And it, it made, you know, nobody cared. So in those situations, it's also ideal if you are um, capable and have like a joint on you or some pot on you and you're in that circle, light up your joint. Right. Pass it. Start it in the circle. circle. Exactly. See, and that's basically... Bacon, this is where it comes in handy, right? Like they... To me, I don't like when random strangers ask to hit my vape pen, right? But mm-hmm. if I'm joining a circle, I definitely don't mind sharing it uh, with other people in the circle in exchange for, you know, also some flour. Because I like flour. I can't. I don't just like to vape pen all the time. So it's kind of nice for people to try different things. They enjoy it. It's easy to clean off the tip real quick. Yeah. Um. So... I and don't, that even that can be uh, people are into that too. Absolutely. And I find that a lot at black tie cocktail parties that I attend yeah. usually because I have a business that has contributed to a fundraiser. So we're, we're at some dinner and everyone's drinking, but I have a few card holding cannabis friends that will wander out with me because they know I have the pen with me. Um, and that's absolutely not only fine with me, but it's it, it's an arrangement that we three have made together. More for me to have other people to share with so I'm not skulking off alone. Right. But it's a social agreement that we have already made. And then if we're out, they'll pick up like a drink, a glass of wine for me. Or, you know, it's it's not the same as them ex- having an expectation that I will share my my pen whenever they see me so there are there was though when we had asked some of our friends someone had brought up also if someone does share their pen with you (laughs) take a polite puff puff right and pass it this is not the time to attempt to take the most that you've ever done in your entire life into your lungs all at once in fact especially if you've never tried a vape pen as people claim Maybe start with a very small hit. Absolutely. In fact, a typical hit for me, and I am a regular smoker, and but I just happen to have a pen that counts, is literally 1.5 seconds, right? And people jump on there and try and do these 10-second hits, 
And then they're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, <laughs> coffee. I'm yeah. like, um, yeah, nobody told you to come in here and kill my stuff. Jeez. You're going to waste the person's battery. You're going to burn their element. You're going to hurt um, yourself. You're going to look like a fool and draw attention because you'll be hacking up a lung. Literally. 1.5 seconds is plenty. It gives you a flavor, lets you know what's up. And you will and you know, with these, with these events, and I, I as well am a, oh, what would you, daily smoker. Right. Um, I consume cannabis throughout the day. I'm lucky enough to work from home, so it's not a, an employment issue for me. So with that comes a higher threshold of impairment. Um, <laughs> and I, of course, have never, the goal is never to have impairment, but. A couple of hits on the vape in a black tie event is is actually more than enough to to feel and receive the effects you you're looking for for that particular night. Literally. So, so I mean, they're potent now. They are not five one and a half hits is like I'm good. I'm good for another you know couple hours. Exactly. Yeah. So it goes back to my first point was you know good manners. Good manners. You just. Have some damn manners. Have manners. I, of course, all our listeners already have good manners, and this is all just reminders. But for that occasional person that might have snuck in that needed the reminder, okay, let's have talk good about joints because this kind of sometimes this can get a little touchy, right? Because sometimes the people who roll joints are very particular about the joints they roll. Sometimes you're talking about pre rolls, you know, different situations. Sometimes they have a filter on the end sometimes they don't right and so we're talking about social situations again and so joints really do come out frequently i believe that they're probably the most social use of cannabis and going back the longest right because i mean this is what's always been you know the way that a couple of people who were sharing it this is normally how to share you share in a social situation either a joint or what we call blunt which is just you know, it's just wrapped in a leaf instead of paper, basically. <clears throat> yeah, you should explain that real quick. I'm sure a lot of people, if they're new to it, have always thought right. that, that word was interchangeable. Right, or that it somehow it only had to do with size or whatever. Fact, it really doesn't have anything to do with size. It just has to do with what materials are used <clears throat> to roll the cannabis in. So a joint typically is going to be smaller and used for smaller, you know, smaller size groups or individual or whatever, but that's only because papers are sold in that size. A joint is just going to be wrapped in paper and a blunt is just going to use, you know, a cigar wrapping basically, which like I said, is typically going to be some sort of a leaf. Uh, You know, I don't know everything that cigars are wrapped in, but it's basically going to be a cigar wrapper versus uh, just plain paper. Right, like a tobacco Much leaf. stronger flavor, you know, I mean, because you uh, have a lot of flavor added to that tobacco leaf or whatever kind of leaf it is that's that's rolled. They rarely call them a, the other leaves that they rarely call blunts. However, um, like lettuce leaves I've seen lately. Uh, oh my goodness. People are wrapping things in lettuce leaf. I've seen the rose petal joint. I've seen the lettuce leaf joint. Um, and that was all in the last six months or so. So, yeah, they are getting more clever. However, they're usually talking so much about how clever they are that they're not calling them blunts. Right. They want to come up with some little clever, cute name for it. The other thing is you're getting a little tobacco in a blunt wrapper. So if you're sensitive to tobacco. Yeah, if you like tobacco. No, I do. Lord yeah. knows I do. Yeah, right. I don't, so I don't usually engage in blunt. I just skip them because I have plenty of my own medicine. No need for me to smoke tobacco when I don't like it. And if someone has nausea issues, I would not right. recommend blunts at all. They can cause, increase your nausea. For sure, because the mixing together of the tobacco and the cannabis itself can have you know, a negative effect. It does on me, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So joints. Joint so, joints. so the first one is, you know, wet lips, right? Or getting it wet around the end of the joint where people are smoking from. Soggy. Right? Soggy. 
Nobody wants a soggy joint, right? So how do you prevent that? What does that mean? So they get soggy if you hold them too much in your mouth or touching them with your lips, actually, um, and you get the paper wet and then everybody kind of shares that wetness and it's kind of gross and, you know. We could right. we can drop the kind of. It's gross. Kinda. So it's gross. Totally. And it resiny you know and then it gets sticky and 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 then you have to taste the yuck it's so bad. when when you're holding the end of the joint your fingers are what touch your lips not right. the joint right so you're making a seal around the end of the joint with your fingers and then you're sucking through your fingers your lips only touch your fingers your fingers touch the joint in the joint paper and you just have to not squeeze them so hard that you uh, that you close it off. Other options are, of course, roach clips. Correct. Yeah, some different types of roach clips. There's different types of. Um, I use a cool little glass filter, which I typically roll on the inside of the joint with it now, which I love. Yeah. And I have a roller. It makes it so quick. I love it. It's fabulous. That's awesome. Uh, I should break mine out. I have a set and a roller and I haven't played with any of it in ages because I've been a spoiled brat with Dutchies. Yeah, well, I'm a spoiled brat with Dutchies sometimes too, but it is nice, especially when we're buying in, in you know, larger quantities and stuff. I like Stop. to do that with my old pot when it gets down to like the bottom of the jar and I'm kind of over right. it and it's called crumbled. You can't really stick that in the water pipe because it'll just suck right through. Yeah, so I usually make a nice little green salad joint we call it verde gra, gra, what is it verde something verde joint well, verde is uh green so you're right there yeah i can't remember the second half verde, una verde. yeah that's it that's it ensalada verde joint some one of the dispensaries used to call their trim joints ensalada verde I'm like, well, I guess it's better calling it that than sweepings. Right? Yeah. Because that's what it was. Right. We all know that you guys just swept this up off the floor a minute ago, but all right. Clean the table off into the bucket. Yeah, right? Mm. I know. So I've been enjoying actually being a couple of the dispensaries sell um, popcorn ounces, uh, which for anybody who doesn't know, popcorn ounce would just be like uh, an ounce of medicine, but the popcorn sizes, they're, they're small buds that have like broken off or just don't look pretty. And so they don't want to package them in, you know, the medicine in the smaller packages of medicine that they sell. Um, yes. They might be harder or it might be even sometimes strains that, that didn't pesticide, who knows what, but either or yeah. they are perfect to me. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's really nice when you can get a whole ounce for a hundred dollars or so. Yeah, absolutely. And the um, they're great for cooking because you get the potency. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. not as potent as the big joints, but they're not that far off that it matters for right. cooking, especially. And you also know you're not getting, like we said, that you know the crap they swept off the table into a bucket when they right. called, used to sell shake. Right. But yeah, back to our joints. The other situation: you got roach clips, you got glass uh, tips. Tips. You can roll them in the first place with, uh, you know, you can use a piece of small piece of cardboard, like a piece off of the paper packaging itself, and roll it up and turn that into a little filter uh, when you actually roll the joint in the first place. There's a lot of things like that. Or then, like we said, you never actually touch your lips to the paper. Period. There's another old trick we used to use, and I don't, anybody has paper matches anymore, but we used to split the match in half, slide the joint in the middle of the cardboard and make a little roach clip with a paper match. That yeah, was there you go. Oh, that makes sense too, right? So then you can uh, not have to have your fingers in the middle there. Yeah, yes. But the uh, bottom line of the point was for sure, do not slobber on the joint. Yeah. disgusting. And then it's there's... Disgusting. Let's talk about the joint running. The run. So now you do need to slobber on the joint. <laughs> what we just said, X that out, do something different. <laughs> exactly. But it's a different point. Let's leave it at do not slobber on the end of the joint. You can yeah. slobber on the top of the joint. Yes, near the fire. Near the <laughs> near the fire. Now I cannot have any pet peeves about running. 
because a my girls and I get together I am queen runner we are queen runners I rarely unless Dutchie rolls some nice sweet joints because even queen runner here they do not run right ever. I know I don't love very, them. very rarely every once in a while I get one so running is a, a part of the problem of whoever rolled it. So I'm taking full responsibility for the joints that I roll run. Right, right. And we're not going to get into the techniques of not rolling a running joint. No, I obviously have not mastered them anyway. Don't have it down. Don't have it down. Although I got to say these ones that I'm using in the machine, you know, that I use a little rolling thing for. Yeah, they, they smoke pretty tight. Yeah, they smoke pretty nice. And they keep the consistency, which is a big part of it. Uniformity, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you're the runner, do you want to describe the slobbering technique? Well, basically, you need to, if, if you see that one side of the joint is burning quickly, instead of sucking hard on it and causing it to continue burning quickly down just one side, you need to stop sucking. Let's start there. Stop. Y'all need to stop sucking. Evaluate the entire tip of the joint, the burning end, right? Find where it is running, so to speak, or burning faster down the paper. Use a little drop of spit. Spit is best. Don't use water. It would be too much. You need the spit to kind of go on. Sit there, soak in slightly to that spot only of the paper or kind of around the joint at that spot so that the other side can have a chance to catch up and get back to burning evenly. And please so, explain I don't know if that to makes them. Perfect sense, but I mean, it did. But please explain to our listeners how to apply said spit because I'm picturing them okay, all. So to- the way to apply said spit is actually to make it a little spitball. Put it on your finger. Thank you. And then touch that spot of the joint that's burning with the spit that's on your finger, just barely, right there, just enough, like Hello. I said. Just, just below, below it, just the wet paper. that paper, cause that paper to not burn while the other side of the paper has a chance to catch up and burn. Perfect. Because I'm picturing our listeners trying to hawk a loogie on just the end of a burning joint. Oh, Lord. Put it on your finger. Them. Put it on your finger. Yeah. And we touch don't... the joint in the running spot, in the spot will... that's probably too low. You will not be invited back if you spit on a joint in a, in a sesh. Seriously. But you know what? I should mention that in a sesh, when a blunt is rolled, it is definitely rolled with a copious amount of spit. So you right. should know that. And if you're going to smoke with some people a blunt, you should know who they are and there be cool go. with that because that's how a blunt is rolled, is with a lot of spit. And if you're not comfortable stopping the run, but you see it, show ask somebody. somebody next to you. Yeah, just show yeah. them because. A lot of people are are quite understanding and don't give a shit if your skills are not up to par and joint smoking. They are not going to judge you. They're not going to give you shit. They're just going to go, oh, all right, got you. And they'll fix it and either hand it back to you or it'll it'll get back to you in the circle. But if you have it running and you just suck it down and just run it all up the whole side and then pass it on to somebody, now it's like halfway run up, like... Then it's then an issue. Gonna look at you sideways, like, wow, yeah. that was rude. Why'd you right. do that? Exactly. It's going to be really hard to catch now. When in doubt, ask the person, either experienced nearby or the closest person, and ask them for some tips or ask them to fix the run, whatever you need. Right. Okay. So, what are the other? Oh, clean glass. You know, here's the thing with clean glass. I think clean water is more important than clean glass. You can't always, I I would hate, like I had some friends coming over, I don't know, within the last 30 days, I had some friends coming over to visit. I had noticed last minute that my glass, and I clean my glass probably every couple weeks anyways, like really clean it. But I noticed it wasn't as clean as it could be. I, I grabbed it, walked it to the sink, dumped the water, crossed my mind to clean it, and I do use chemicals to clean mine. I do use bong cleaner. Um, but I did not want the risk of any residual taste, flavor, scent, because they were coming over shortly. 
Now, I still eliminate all that before I use it, but there's still that every once in a while occasion that it the smell lingers. And I know a lot of people use way more holistic and healthy ways to clean their glass. I don't personally yet. Maybe someday I'll find something that works that does that, but I ain't yeah. got an hour and a half to clean a bowl. I mean, exactly. It's kind of like soak all the time. So you know, I it's kind of soak for it. a while, I think, and... I, I do the same thing where I like to replace my water yeah. a lot, but it still gets build up in it, even with that happening, because the whole entire thing isn't full of water. You know, there's parts outside of the water, so things get built up. Right. So um, I'm I'm with you in terms of like generally, I consider my glass to be mine, and if it's clean enough that you want to share it, right. then that's cool. And if it's not, then cool, back up off my glass, yeah. right? Like doesn't even f- smoke out of my glass tell right. the truth like i'm cool if you want to like, feel free you're welcome to it you know what i'm saying <laughs> but at the same time like if you're gonna judge me for it i mean that's kind of your problem not mine that's what i'm thinking it's like my ex-husband that didn't like the way i folded his underwear you know what i'm saying exactly like okay that's me. cool yeah you can do that your own self 100 percent yeah, I, yeah. So, Knock yourself out. You know, at the same time, though, there are people who feel that way, and so they don't know that if you don't have your glass <laughs> clean every time, you know, you have somebody over, that people may judge you. So you just got to be comfortable with that. And I think there's a difference between glass that has never oh. been attempted to be cleaned. And glass eggs obviously got glass. some use. And if your water's rank, I have everyday glass. It is right. what it is. <laughs> but, you know, and exactly. I have uh, I have this thing that when my house is clean and I have a shower and my bong is clean, I, I feel like I have reached the holy gra- exactly. grail of completion. So I do have... Like, if I know my house is going to be clean on a Tuesday, Tuesday morning, I will clean my bong after I use it. I'll take a shower. I'll get my either. I do have someone that helps me keep the house. So either she comes by or I clean the house. So at the end of the night, when everything is clean and I take that first hit off my pristine bong, I do have a sense of accomplishment. So Ta-da! <laughs> I can hear the angels choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angels Choir, and I put the clean bong on my clean coffee yeah. table next to my you know, clean candy bowl. Cold water so, from my water machine in there, too. Oh, man, clean and cold? Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, we reached heaven. Nirvana. So, yeah, there's definitely benefits to clean glass, but if you've got some judgy friend that's not going to hit your bong because it's not sparkling well, you know what? They're lost. Yeah. Yeah, so what other things came up that we heard? You got any other? When you hit a bowl at a friend's house, hit from the side of the bowl. Don't hold the lighter over the whole top of the bowl. I can say, as a newbie, I was so guilty of this. I didn't realize. I also thought that there was an expectation that when someone loaded a bowl, I had to smoke all of what was in said bowl. Because back, I think... Actually, when I was very young, that was the case. They only would load one uh-huh. good hit into a bong bowl. But now, I believe it's much more common practice to load it enough for, you know, like you could get as many right. six to eight hits off of a bowl. So, you do not hold your lighter over the top of the green portion of the bowl. You hold your lighter to the side so the flame comes into the bowl along the side of the green. That way, when you pass it to the next person, they can rotate the bowl and also get a hit of fresh green medicine, not your ashy, right. smoked-up, half-hit bowl. I like it. So that is bowl smoking. And especially, the especially if there's anything that's been added to the top of the bowl, such as shatter crumble etc you know especially then because the whole point is to kind of share that what's on top with everybody and get a little bit of it around the edge and also the rule of rule of thumb is usually the guest gets the green bowl so when you load a bowl the guest gets it green right. guest gets the green as one of our 
one of our friends had put it. So meaning if you are the guest, they will hand you the bowl first, which can be intimidating. You don't know how to use the glass. If you're not comfortable, say so. Just say, hey, that's new glass. I've never used it. Would you do it first? Show me how it works. Most people, I've, that's happened to me a hundred times where I've had somebody over and had to show them how my particular piece of glass operates because they're all different. So don't be don't be uncomfortable bringing that up in a social situation. Your 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 host will have no problem taking the first hit, but what they will do is take a side hit, so that you still have the option to also take a side hit. Usually, you can get I'm looking at my bowl, probably three or four side green hits from oh, the yeah. top of the bowl. So be polite and don't. Don't have um, fear that you're going to be judged for questions because, I mean, you know, and I know that there's got to be 300 different ways glass pipes work or bogs work or where's the carb or where's this or what do I They're always trying to be creative in their designs of new ones. So, you know, there's always something new to learn about how it works. I have a particular bong. That and I feel so bad because I can name oh your sister. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say I can name multiple people, but I have a particular bong that requires a very delicate inhale, right. or you can end up with a mouthful of uh, bubbles. Yeah. It's a weird. It's called bong a rooster. <laughs> so I had for yeah, and it wasn't clean bong water either, and I had forgotten. I usually warn everybody when I pass it, and I was probably too busy yakking and didn't notice that a new person was hitting the bong, and this poor thing, she got the biggest mouthful of nasty oh, bong water. Womp. Oh, womp, womp. So don't hesitate to ask how something right. works, and uh, don't light the top of the bowl. That's that's one of my last. I can't think of too many more really obvious um, etiquettes. It's, you know, other than what we started with too, and I'm not sure if we made it an exact point, was if you are a card-holding cannabis holder going to a social event where you expect cannabis to be shared, bring right. cannabis. You're not going there... So that everybody could spend their hard sharing with you, you right. lifted, lifted. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's you have responsibility. Contribute. Share what and you ask take. too. Like, don't ever. Um, I mean, ask questions for yourself if you're curious about what people are doing. Ask any kind of question you want. Honestly, also though, don't bring other stuff to the table, right? So don't come in rolling joints and adding shattering it because that's what you do and then going and sharing it without having told everybody there what's really going on with it right so like ask yeah, what their preferences absolutely. are if you have different things that you've brought to share ask people what they prefer don't just give people things uh, and then you know see how they like it that is terrible etiquette it's you know probably bordering on illegal uh in some situations definitely for unethical. Sure unethical right so Never ever surprise somebody with any kind of substance uh, or any kind of form ever. that they did not explicitly, you know, agree to and and you know hear about. From, hear Make about. sure that they are well, well informed. Right, exactly. Well informed. I, I I feel like that kind of goes and without I, saying, I, but at the same time, there are horror stories out there about you know like oh uh, joints laced with this or that or PCP or you know you know, adding things into edibles that people don't know about, you know, oh, it's a can of tail, but nobody told you or, you know, none of that is okay. Like all consumption of substances like this need to be clearly and explicitly, you know, shared before anybody partakes in anything. Absolutely. And I was a cannabis chef for many years and had a couple different product lines out on the market. And I got, you know, always got joked about, oh, did you slip a little something in here? Or did you right. slip a little something in their food? Or I, I was actually horrified Horrifying. that people find that that is in any way humorous. 
I know that the people saying it were being lighthearted and I, you know, would say, you know, I usually would be lighthearted and say, you know, if I had no ethics, I would put it in the water supply, but I right. do have ethics. I am to the point of my ethical standards that I have a production kitchen that I do at a or, I'm sorry, restaurant desserts from that I do not allow cannabis to be prepared or cooked in any shape or form in cannabis is not allowed in my commercial kitchen i make any edibles i make any um home recipes that's all in my home kitchen um that's just because and there's literally no cross-contamination risk in my personal kitchen either however i would never i don't even use the same utensils and there's really no risk. And I still just yeah. take that precaution. So I take it very, very seriously. And I think our listeners need to take it seriously. I know the government takes it seriously. I know the police department takes it seriously. All the ethical courts take smokers it take it very seriously. I say smokers. I should just say, you know. Cannabis consumers. Yeah, cannabis consumers. I think that in general, the majority of them also are quite ethical. And in my experience, you know, that's not a big risk. But if you ever were to feel as if that was any sort of a risk, if you had any inkling, yes, please ask. Make sure and also know that, you know, it's not okay for you on your end either to ever, you know, don't bring medicated brownies to any parties without telling people what it is, period. (laughs) It's not, yeah, it's not a, that's not, not fun, a prank. It's not funny, that's it's not okay, crime. yeah. It's a, not a prank, it's a crime. And if, if you can go through your mind, yeah. <laughs> just remember yeah. that little phrase. There's nothing funny about people being impaired um, beyond their choice. Sure. It's, you know, no difference than slipping an opioid, o- opioid yeah. in their coffee. So yeah, I also though have to say and that in all my years of consuming, uh, you know, if that's ever happened to me, it's been so rare that I could not tell you of the example. At, absolutely, and I think the same goes for me. I can't um, recall any time, cannabis-wise, that I, I have smoked anything or consumed anything that was which kind of. Like C point one, which was bring your own stuff. What? Nobody's giving out their medicine for free, really. You know what I'm saying? Like people typically aren't trying to just like put a bunch of extra, you know, drugs out into the world for free for no return. But you know, that being said, also don't. <laughs> I always say that you know, there's always that one asshole out there that's gonna break break that rule. So, and I think it just goes back. Maybe maybe we could phrase it more of a. Um, heads up to the new people out there that yes it's not a risk but if you're in a situation with people that you know what you just don't have um, trust in yeah. their ethics then just pass you know you you go home and smoke your joint and just just be polite and just say, yeah, group no, isn't for sharing yeah. now I could tell you some pretty sketchy stories where I've shared but I mean you know ah! I, don't go there. I, I, I always my, had a backup safety plan cup. in place you know what I'm saying so <laughs> Oh, for sure. Uh, and same here. I remember breaking our uh, car breaking down when I was a freshman in college on some side street residential neighborhood in Phoenix um, with a girlfriend. And I was not a regular cannabis consumer. I would consider myself very newbie. Maybe I'd smoked pot 10 times in my life at that point, if that many. Anyways, car breaks down. The boy house, I guess a bunch of boys rented a house right by where the car broke down, came out, helped us change the tire and invited us back that night for a Uh party. So we, of course, go back that night. They were adorable, I think, or at least we (laughs) thought so, and got to this house. And I think we were the only girls. I'm pretty sure we were the only girls. Terrible. Terrible decision making. They were pretty, pretty what we would have called preppy back in that day. So, anyways, we, we, I think we got our solo drink, beer cups, and went out into the backyard. And someone was at a picnic table, and his goal was to roll the longest, biggest joint he had ever <laughs> rolled. I 
think they had three ounces of plaque. Wow. And they were all at the picnic table gluing zigzag wrapping papers together to create one giant wow. wrapping paper. So it wasn't really a sketchy, quote unquote, no, situation. It, it got better in that out. moment, huh? You were like, oh, okay, they're cool. This yeah. is hysterical. And that's I, funny know, because that's like how I would have felt in that situation. Like, oh, shit, I'm the only girl. Oh, uh-oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And then I would have saw that and been like, oh, yeah, okay. They're my people. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, we're good. We're good. So, yeah, it's be open, but be safe. Like, you know, use common common sense again. Common sense. Common sense isn't common. But just be... um open and I, I honestly have felt safer in the cannabis community that yeah. I ever felt in a yeah, nightclub sure. you know I worked worked for years yeah. in nightclubs I was I was the, Alcohol person, has the opposite effect safer. on people of what cannabis has in my experience and, and yeah, especially when we're talking about social situations and how I would feel in my level of safety. And I really don't think it was because I smoked cannabis. It was because literally my experience was the people I'm around uh, that are engaging in this substance are generally generous, relaxed, open, communicative, you know, not aggressive, not angry um you know generally happy and usually food is going to come up at some point and we're going to have some food you know whereas the groups yeah. of drunk people are you know somebody's stepping on you a hundred percent a fight is going to break out at some point hopefully you're not too close hopefully there's no guns involved you know and you know just hopefully you get out before the fight happens the uh Fights could even be, you know, the you and your significant anybody, other if you're both consuming anybody alcohol. Anybody and well. everybody so is at just, risk. <laughs> when alcohol somebody. is <clears throat> Agreed. So I guess that kind of wraps up for our sure. Top early on, we'd love to hear if you have other tips to send us yeah. a message. Otherwise, uh, would we have a topic for next week? You know, this is like our eighth episode here. Whoa. Probably time to start telling people. About I it mean, maybe at some point. Here. Probably, <laughs> I think what we should do is maybe like wrap up a season one, right? And then we could kind of go like tell people about it, see what they think. So that we have, I mean, we have had like, you know, actual listeners though. I mean, people. I know have actually listened to us like more than just us is that crazy all these weeks that we talked like this without no we've had (laughs) we could have had our hey we have like 20 people listening every time so far what wow well tier 20 people that are listening every week so far I love love you, too. We appreciate you. And I'm sorry we had our little break for a minute there, but, you know, we're back and and going. So my thought was, I think we should have, like, a first season. This is our first season happening right now, obviously. Maybe we do what? I don't know. What's a good auspicious number? Like, it could be 11. That's a favorite number of mine. You know, we could have 11 episodes in our first season. Or is there another number? I like 11. I like 11. I like 13. 420 is definitely uh, yeah. What's 4 and 20? Yeah, 4 24. Yeah. That's too many. <laughs> I like That's 11. That's just a number I like. 11's been popping up in Say my what? life a lot. 11 has been popping up in oh, my life Oh, well, let's lately. do that then. 11 it is. So we're going to do 11 episodes of season 1. That means we have like three more episodes left in this season. And then we're going to take a step back. We're going to put this out there, see who listens. We're going to maybe come up with a plan for season two and, um, you know, see how it keeps going. And maybe season two starts the week after. Maybe it starts in, you know, a month, three months, six months, next year. Who knows? Whenever we decide, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, but next 
next week. That means we only have like three weeks left of topics. So what are our top most important things that, you know, people really hit us up? We've covered a lot of topics this season already. We've talked social media, parenting, politics, you know, housing, spirituality. I mean, come on, science. How about about our significant others? Relationships. I don't know. I'm thinking about someone had texted me this week that, well, actually, I had two um, experiences. One, a person was looking at mag- a magazine that I write for and looking at the articles right. on Cannabis Cactus, but her partner knew she had a card and knew that she consumed cannabis, but she felt like having a cannabis magazine in her purse right. and pushing it, which I felt was like huh. weird. And then I had someone else, they were talking about cannabis. I think they didn't want their boyfriend to think cannabis made them happy or something along Uh, those lines. Yeah, there's there's a lot around that. Spirituality, the spirituality of it comes into this a lot in some ways, our version of spirituality, but... This is definitely, um, that sounds like a good one. You know, the other topic I was thinking about that we meant to talk about, but we never did because we kind of did a little side uh, shoot into social media, but we never really talked about the science of cannabis. We never had a really, you know, obviously neither of us are scientists, but we are both researchers and we have done a lot of research and we've, you know, done our homework, so to speak, on on what's really happening with the science of cannabis and, you know, how it interacts with the human body. Do we want to do that as a topic uh, as one of our last three? Yes. Let's Perfect. do it the week after. And that'll leave us one week after that to uh, get all wrapped up and everything. And we'll make that a surprise episode. Who knows? Maybe we'll bring in some guests or I don't know. We can make it fun. Yeah. Thank all right. You. Well, thank you all for joining us. And we will be back next week with uh, Mama's Baked. Um, catch us on potofwellness.com. That's P-O-T-O-F-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. See you on the flip side. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.